You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog, and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander's up, and you've got a definite bone to pick. Welcome to Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Why let sleeping dogs lie when you can take the bull by the horns and let the fur fly? So get your claws out and get ready to rattle some cages on Pet Peeves with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Amy Shoja. Hey there, and welcome to Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Amy Shojai. We all love our pets, or we wouldn't have them. But can you go too far with pampering? Or is it really pampering? That takes me to my rant of the week. In the beginning, the doctor wrote the prescription and the pharmacist prepared or compounded the medicine on an individual basis for the patient. Now, pharmacists kept all the necessary ingredients and they mixed up the proper combos on an as-needed basis. But over the years, modernization has resulted in most medicines being mass-produced. Now you got your pills, your liquids, injections, even ointments, and they're all in a variety of dosages and strengths. Our animal companions, that's our dogs, cats, parrots, horses, you name it. Often they benefit from the same medicines that we humans use, but the dosage and strength has to be adjusted. Veterinarians must scale down these doses from the manufactured strengths. And I don't know about you, but forcing an unwanted pill or a nasty liquid down those snapping jaws of an already sick or stressed out pet can make matters worse. So what's a caring pet lover to do? Well, I can't wait to hear what today's guest has to say about the options. Pharmacist Chris Simmons' interest in exotic locations has taken him to the Amazon rainforest, where he investigated medicines used by the local shaman, as well as the American physician Dr. Linnea Smith, who practices medicine in the Amazon River Basin. Chris worked in both hospital and retail pharmacies, but once he learned about compounding, that became his focus. So we'll be right back with pharmacist Chris Simmons to learn how compounding can help our pets after these messages from our sponsors. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Buster. You're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition. I guarantee it. Petco. Where healthy pets go. Enter the code PEEVES10, P-E-E-V-E-S, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called InfoSeeds. InfoSeeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. 
For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of InvoSeed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life because they're a member of the family. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets. The Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We're back with Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio. And please help me welcome my guest, pharmacist Chris Simmons. Now, I know Chris has developed several specialized pharmacy compounding classes in the area of veterinary medicine. So this is very timely for us here at Pet Peeves. So glad to have you, Chris. Yes, thank you very much for having me on. What I like to do first off, Chris, with all of my guests is to ask a little bit about themselves. What dogs and cats or or other companion animals share your life? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, I have, um, when I talk to a pharmacist, I always say first they're animals, then they're pets, now they're family members. And in the animal kingdom, I actually have uh, seven animals, four of which are rescued. I have uh, three parrots, two Australian shepherds, and two uh, adopted uh, rescued cats. So it's quite a fun time in my place. <laughs> quite a menagerie. And I'm guessing that you, you likely use compounding medicines and techniques when they're sick. Yes, and actually they, they teach me a lot by showing me what their likes, dislikes, uh, how to approach them so that I can help educate pharmacists. How do you give a medicine to a parrot? And I have three, I have a green green macaw, all the way, which is about two and a half pounds, down to a 270-gram uh, African gray tinna species. And so the volumes and flavors can be different in how do you approach those animals. So it's very unique. We get into the dogs. In fact, this summer, my big Australian shepherd gave me a keen idea. He likes popsicles. Ah, yes. So, and he, we were giving them the human kind. Well, that's just sugar and water and a flavor. I thought, oh, that can't be too good. So I actually developed something I called a popsicle <laughs> so that it could be more uh, healthy and even put some a uh, little bit of nutrients in there to help them out. So, yeah, having them at home gives me an insight into their characteristics, and uh, by that I can go out and, and help other animals too. Well, what exactly is compounding? A little bit of my, my introduction there, I, it sounds like, Everything old is new again. I mean, we used to do this, and then we got away from it. And why go back to it? I know the pets like it, but in human medicine even, this is used in human medicine. What's the deal with compounding? Yes, we're uh, returning to the roots of medicine. And compounding is basically the art and science of preparing and putting together uh, active ingredients to meet individual patient needs. And uh, we're finding that the one-size-fits-all concept while it has many benefits, uh, there are certain people and, of course, animals 
there are no medications manufactured when we start talking exotics. Dogs and cats, there's a lot of things made, but still, you've got different sized dogs. And right now, uh, Amy, what we're seeing is, I'm sure you've heard on the news in the last couple of months about the shortages of human medications uh, out there. Well, that is having a spillover effect into the animal kingdom. So now there's also shortages in veterinary medicine. Yes, I know. We did a program with a gentleman on heartworms in dogs and cats. And if your dog happens to get heartworm disease, they're out of the medicine to treat that. So they have to have an alternative way of doing that. So yes, this is this is something that hits close to home. When you're giving uh, medicating your pet, you want to make sure you don't do anything to kind of come between your relationship between you and, and that pet. And dressing them out, trying to force a medication down can cause a lot of issues. And so pharmacists can, working with the veterinarian and the owner, can come up with the form and approach to help meet the individual needs of, of that animal. And I think listeners need to understand that compounding is more than just, you know, taking the the pill and grinding it up and mixing it in yogurt or something. I mean, this is this is actual chemistry and figuring out what are the active ingredients and how do they interact with other medicines that the animal may be taking, maybe combining some things. Do all pharmacists know how to compound or does it take special training? It actually takes special training. A lot of the pharmacy schools are starting to put more emphasis back into compounding, but one of the ways that people can uh, find or locate someone uh, that had additional training is by going to www.findacompounder.com and they can put in their zip code and that'll list compounding pharmacists in their area. And one of the nice things about that, there's uh, six different bullet points on what to ask to find uh, a quality compounder. So because this is new both to uh, veterinarians human doctors, and, of course, your listeners. So that will help them get educated about it. Right, and we'll make sure that on the guest page that that website is listed so that people can go there and find that easily. Now, how are the pharmacists then trained? Tell us a little bit about PPCA. Yeah, uh, Professional Compounding Centers of America, corporate offices here in Houston, and we're actually adjunct professors for the the College of Pharmacy at the University of Houston, and then we have teachings for pharmacists from all over the the United States where they can come to our training course and get up-to-date methods on mixing and creating dosage forms, and then we take it a step further, and we actually have specialty uh, symposiums like on veterinary medicine, where emphasis is just about how to make medicine in the right dosage form and delivery for A to Z in the animal kingdom. Birds, anything that swims, crawls, slithers, or walks, <laughs> uh, we talk about. And the special issues of each of those particular populations. Well, why don't veterinarians compound the medicines themselves? Isn't it, isn't it more expensive uh, to do this? No, it's, it's not really more expensive. Uh, veterinarians, basically, their expertise, just like in human doctors, is in the diagnosis, evaluation, and coming up with the treatment plan. And then the pharmacist, our emphasis is on the chemistry, the knowledge, and the making of dosage forms for the delivery of the medication. 
So that allows the veterinarian to concentrate on his clinical skills, and then we can back him up. When I go into a veterinarian, and veterinarians dispense their medications, and that's great, and that's the way it should be. Anything that's manufactured, we do not duplicate anything commercially available. What I do is I tell the doctor, hey, doc, if you get a case and you're thinking, boy, if I could just have X, I'm the X factor. Ah. So the compounding pharmacist comes and fills the gaps or the individual needs that aren't being met by the traditional uh, medications that are available. Okay, I know I've been to veterinary conferences where they have some of the booths in the in the exhibit area will have setups and things for veterinarians to have their own little in-house compounding service, but I don't know how many people would actually have the time to do that. Right, and so this allows them to... Uh, in. Here's a prime example. We've developed a particular topical base that will actively transport the medication through the skin instead of having to take it orally. So this is a wonderful way to try to give the medication to a cat. I have a cat. Trying to give a tablet to a cat, you end up in a kitty rodeo, and usually you're on the losing end. So now we have the ability to put it into this cream, this vehicle, the owner rubs it on the inside of the ear, and they get full effect of the medication. Right. In fact, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that in the second half of our show. So on that note, we're going to take a brief break for messages from our sponsors and be right back to continue our conversation with Chris Simmons. Okay, time to call off the dogs. Pet Peeves will be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Peeves, P-E-E-V-E-S, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. At Petco, we really love pets. There isn't anything we won't do to make sure they're getting the best products and the best care. So when you ask us a question like, So how do you feel about cat condos? We can say from experience, Feels like home. For her. Enter the code PEEVES10, P-E-E-V-E-S, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. Welcome to Bird's Eye View on Pet Life Radio. I am Dr. Lori Hess, here with Dr. Michelle Ravish, and we are both bird and exotic animal veterinarians. We work at the Veterinary Center for Birds and Exotics, an all-bird and exotic pet hospital in Bedford Hills, New York. And this is a show all about birds. It's a bird's eye view, and we hope you'll tune in soon. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
We know you're foaming at the mouth to get back to pet peeves. So here's Amy with some more tail-tying, fur-flying fun. We're back. And again, speaking with pharmacist Chris Simmons. Now, he's the vice president of creative development at Professional Compounding Centers of America and has also served as a pharmacy consultant for them. Chris has provided problem-solving for Disney Wild Animal Kingdom, SeaWorld, Smithsonian National Zoological Park, Australian National Zoo, and the Carambine Wildlife Sanctuary, just to name a few. Sounds like you've traveled a lot, Chris. He's yeah, also... I'm very fortunate to... Uh, I kind of coined the phrase the MacGyver of medicine. <laughs> well, he's also, I see in your bio, you're a founding member of wildforever.com and was recently elected to the board of the National Parrot Rescue and Preservation Foundation. So I, I know that... This is not just talking the talk. You walk the walk. You live with these animals. You care deeply about them. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they need a spokesperson and um, someone looking out for them and just being part of the team to help other uh, professionals uh, care for these animals. And, uh, you know, it's a big part of our lives uh, on a daily basis. So it's been wonderful. And I get a lot of uh, satisfaction out of coming up with solutions to different problems that exist out there uh, in the animal kingdom with medications. Well, I think it would be interesting, uh, since this is also National Adopt-A-Senior Pet Month, and of course our senior citizens, cats and dogs, have some of the same aches and pains and and health issues that, that we humans do. And sometimes people are a little bit reluctant to adopt an adult or an aging animal because of the issue of of medication and how to treat them. So you mentioned before the break about a, a transdermal salve that can be used for cats, and I'm guessing probably mostly that would apply to our hyperthyroid kitties. That was the first thing that was used. Uh, that's what's out there. The most knowledgeable is that type of approach for the treatment of the hyperthyroidism. We've actually did, uh, done a study a year and a half ago to look at tramadol, which is used to relieve pain in cats uh, and other animals too, but putting that in the same vehicle, and uh, we got tremendous results. So that's where the pharmacist comes into play. Looking at the size of the molecule of the drug will let us know if it's a candidate to be put into the transdermal delivery. And this is, as you mentioned, the our humans are living longer because of taking care of them better, so they're getting senior, so we have newer issues coming up, and then our seniors sometimes need help giving medications to their animals. So that transdermal is really helpful for our older owners of animals, and it's been really unique, and the pharmacists will provide it in a delivery system that's measured out accurately and delivered to the animal in exact dose, so you get measured dose for measured results. Okay, so it's not just compounding a pill that's the proper dosage. It may also be, well, for instance, the heartworm medication that I give my dog and my cat, I'm assuming it's liver flavored. I haven't tasted it, but they, you know, it's chewable. They like it. They take it down. Why don't more pharmaceutical companies just come up with these on their own? Uh, It costs a lot of money to do that, so they want to hit the majority of, take care of the majority of the population of the animals uh, in the dog and cat world. And after that, you're kind of left to your own ways of trying to figure out how to get around that if the animal doesn't like it. And it's, even with my own animals, I, I know like they'll make 
antibiotic bubblegum flavor and have to give that to a cat. Uh, yeah. My cat does not like bubblegum, I'm sorry. And so <laughs> I actually do a taste, I have several different flavors, and I do a taste test with the cats. And that's what I did when I worked pharmacy, and I tell pharmacists, I said, pull up different flavors and give a flavor test to the cat, so then you know that they like the, you know, you're on the right page. Because they, if they don't like it, it might be that it was flavored fine, but the cat didn't like that particular flavor. Right. So instead of wasting money trying to do it over again, uh, we can do the taste test. Yeah, or finding the little pill spit up in the corner of the room after the dog, you know, ate the treat that you gave him afterwards and spit out the pill. I love the idea of the uh, the pupsicles. What other kinds of things can you put in the pupsicle? That's great. Well, you can put in, um, as you mentioned, that our animals are getting older, and so glucosamine and chondroitin can be put in there, zinc and manganese, which helps with tendons and ligaments in dogs. So those are two things that can be done. So it's, it's wide open. One, actually, once uh, I had a case where I was presented a dog chewed a battery, and it oh. ulcerated its tongue and mouth. And, of course, you can imagine the pain, so the dog wouldn't eat. And so the veterinarian had prescribed a certain medication that we use for a human ulcer. And I, okay, I see what's going on, but, man, that's still got to hurt. So I called the vet, and I said, hey, doc, what would you think if I made a liver-flavored lidocaine popsicle? Uh-huh. He goes, well, you can do that. And I said, yeah. He goes, go for it. So I made the popsicle, uh, liver flavor, put the anesthetic in there, and then the owner just took it out of the freezer, let the dog just need to lick it a couple times. It numbed, got rid of the pain, so the dog was able to eat. Wow. That's wonderful. Well, now, let's go on. Let's go to the the parrots and the exotics, because as you mentioned earlier in the show, there ain't nothing out there for them. So what are some of the issues? Some of my colleagues who are um, parrot behavior consultants really lament the fact that even the general practice veterinarian sometimes is at a loss. How do you get medicine into these guys, and who are the folks that can help you with that? I'm sure that you work with the the avian veterinarians and you know the exotic yeah. veterinarians. Yes, that's um, it's a very fascinating area, and then it it comes down to once the physician makes their clinical diagnosis and comes up with what they would like to use. Next part, the pharmacist steps in. A common problem in in birds, people look at birds go around their house, they can come across heavy metal. Yes. Be on the lamp where the spokes come in, the soft welds there, how they become toxic. And so we have to chelate those metals out. The first step I do is find out, okay, what relationship do you have with your animal? In other words, 25-year-old paw that had a feather picky problem and a bad attitude, dangerous. So then what I did was, what does a parrot like? He likes like a fruity, fruity and peanut butter. So I made a basically peanut butter and jelly, put the drug in, and had them measure out an object inside the cage. So then the parrot went over and licked off the gel and got the medicine. Ah, okay. So those are uh, some of the issues. Because, you know, actually, I mean, sometimes I get calls and they said, hey, can we put it in the drinking water? Well, we're giving Halperidol. That's like being at happy hour all day. So... <laughs> You know, that's not a good dosing regimen. you got to know how much so you can adjust the dose accordingly for the animal. Well, I think this compounding then also would have great applications for exotics at zoos or large animals because, you know, I don't want to be stuffing a pill down a lion. Oh, absolutely. And um, 
that one of the projects I worked with Disney with their silverback gorillas, when they would have to take them in for the annual checkup, they would have to anesthetize them, and they would do that by using the blowgun and shooting the dart in with the medication. Well, the dart only holds a small amount of volume, and when they darted them, it just got the gorilla mad. He actually pulled the needle out and threw it back at the vest. <laughs> so I got the call, and they said, can you do something? Well, I was able to double the concentrate, though, whenever they darted them, then he went underneath the anesthesia and fell asleep. So that's why it's, it's about problem solving, and, you know, we're encroaching on a lot of the environment, and so now we've got mooses in swimming pools and bears, so... We work with divisions of wildlife, too, to come up with help solve the problem. So uh, it's both good for people, owners. Okay, Chris. Well, we are out of time, and so we're going to close the show. But I want to thank Chris Simmons and the producers for making Pet Peeves possible. I dare you to join me next week for Pet Peeves on Pet Life Radio for the next installment of What Hisses You Off. Email me suggestions or post a note to my blog at amyshojai.com where you can also subscribe to the Pet Peeves newsletter. Purrs and wags until next time. Now go ahead and treat your pets with a little compounding and take the stress out of medication. After all, you don't want them to get peeved. That's it. You're madder than a junkyard dog and you're not going to take it anymore. Your feathers are ruffled, your dander is up and you've got a definite bone to pick. Join us each week on Pet Peeves, the show that lets you dig through the dirt and unleash your passion for pets. Your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Amy Shojai, will talk about what makes you howl and what hisses you off. Pet Peeves, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.